Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No Credentials Required, episode 54. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. This edition of the drop in, we're going to talk about the New York Jets and their collapse against Tampa on Sunday. We're going to talk about the suddenly surging New Jersey Devils and the Mighty 518 Sports Beat. Going to talk about a little bit of uh, Adirondack Thunder hockey. But before we do that, just want to remind you to like, share, and subscribe on all our social media channels on Insta- on Instagram and Twitter. It's at BellyUpNCR, Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR, and on YouTube, search No Credentials Required, the little subscribe button, hit the notifications button. That way, when I come out with videos, which I promise you in the new year, going to have a lot more videos, I swear. <laughs> that way you get notified when new videos come up. On the podcast side, I want to remind you to also hit the subscribe button, hit the ratings button, which is now available on Spotify. Five-star rating is preferred. And leave a review. Maybe I might read it on the air. You can subscribe on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Spreaker, anywhere we can find a podcast, you hit the subscribe button and listen every listen every week, two episodes per week from now on. So 2022, might as well get the theme going, two episodes a week. <laughs> so before we get into the episode, for Godzilla Media, we're going to talk about our friends at Mohawk Honda. 
current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry makes this the perfect time for you to get top dollar for your vehicle. Right now at Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. It will put cash in your hand for your vehicle the same day you come in, even if you don't buy from them. It's a pretty sweet deal, especially for all those recent college grads or students in need of a new ride or some extra cash. Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles. The large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from. You can also check out their full selection online at mohawkhonda.com. Stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson, the assistant general manager, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, Louis the VIP man Morales, or one of the many helpful sales consultants here at Mohawk Honda. That includes my guy, Easy Evan Zuelan. He helped me get into the 2016 Honda HRV that I currently drive today. There's a vast selection of Honda certified pre-owned vehicles, so now is the time to take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. So let's talk about the Jets game on Sunday. Jets lost to the defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 28-24 in front of a sold-out crowd of, well, put it that way, half and half of Buccaneers fans and Jets fans. I'm hoping that we can get to a point in the day where the Jets are so good that no no visiting team's fans get into the stadium. That's that's one thing I'm looking forward to. uh, But for now... The Jets are in the struggle bus. They they dropped to four and twelve. Tampa improves to twelve and four. They are the NFC South champions. Uh, they need a lot to happen in order to gain home field advantage for the playoffs. Uh, with the Packers winning yesterday, I don't know if that will happen. But uh, but in the meantime, let's let's talk about the Jets. And I here's here's the thing. I, I can only watch highlights of the game on. NFL Red Zone, Fox affiliate in my area, Channel 23, WXXA, did not carry the game. They carried that execrable Giants-Bears game where the Giants were just, they were terrible. Let's put it that way. Right now, between the two New York Metro teams, the Jets are on the right track. The Giants are on a on a bad course. But anyway, I digress. So I couldn't watch the game live, so I uh, was going by what, ESPN was putting on the game cast. I was watching on red zone and the jets had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had them pinned. They had them pinned in the corner and for when it came, it came to fourth down from the Tampa Bay seven yard line on a fourth and two, when Zach Wilson did a quarterback sneak and it seemed a bit, seemed a bit weird that play call a lot of the, commentators on the pundits on SNY after the game, namely Bart Scott, Ledger, Doosable, and Willie Colon were calling Zach Wilson selfish, thought about him having bad character, when that's the opposite of what I've seen this season. I, I just, they just never do. They don't, they don't have anything good to say about Zach Wilson. I know Bart Scott has a, I have a little, a bone, little bone to pick with him. I know that he's a, uh, he's a, He's a radio show on ESPN Radio in New York the next day, every day, and I think he's he was just trying to get more people. He was trying to get more phone calls. <laughs> Let's put it that way. He was trying to get more phone calls for his talk, for his talk show, and they have they've had nothing good to say about the guy for the entire season. Now, again, Zach Wilson's a rookie. Rookies are going to rookie, but if you look at his his body of work over the last six seven weeks. 
is actually his last five starts. So U Stadium put up a tweet on their Twitter account, and this is the last five starts for the for Zach Wilson. Four passing touchdowns, one interception, three t- rushing touchdowns. This is without his starting lineup for his starting O line for the, that started the season. That was without Corey Davis, who's out for the year. This is out without Elijah Moore, who had an ankle injury, and I believe he was in COVID protocol until recently. This is without Jamison Crowder, who had a calf injury, didn't play, was in, he was inactive. This is without Michael Carter, who had three rushes for 54 yards, but went out of the game early with a concu- after a concussion, so suffering a concussion. It was a concussion protocol. So his four best weapons and a, put, uh, a makeshift offensive line, he's doing all this. He's doing all this, and you got to give credit to the kid. He had a kind of a blase day in terms of numbers, 19 of 33 passing, 234 yards, one touchdown, took one sack. Uh, it's, it's still that still, like, the Jets don't have a clean sheet in the sacks. Uh, not since week 14 of the 2018 season, but he also contributed two rushes. He had no yards, but he, he, he executed what he needed to execute. He, the coaching staff did him well up until that last play on that drive when they were driving uh, for the, basically what they were basically the put the nail in the coffin. And when they couldn't convert Tom Brady does what Tom Brady does. He's the goat for a reason. He's a goat in this area. He's in this era. He is the greatest of all time. Uh, he drove the. He helped the Buccaneers drive not the field, nine plays and ninety three yards, and only in less than two minutes. And with a two point conversion after that, and that was the game. Jets couldn't hold the lead. Defense let him down again. Again, this is just like Wilson. Just like a lot of the guys in the offense. The Jets defense is young. Uh, they couldn't get too much pressure on Brady. O- only one sack. And that was by a, a member of their as a by a member of their secondary. So pass rush has been kind of lackluster. Run defense was improved. 20 run on Tampa Bay, 21 rushes, only 62 yards. Now they're granted they were missing Leonard Fournette. But it's but it was still and they only allowed one one run over 10 yards. That was uh Keyshawn Vaughn. Had one run, had uh, one run for eleven yards, but that was the longest run the Jets allowed during the day. So their run defense was improved, which means that Tom Brady had to put the literally put the game on his arm, and he wound up passing for four hundred and five yards and three touchdowns. So, but also the Jets also had that one pick by Brennan Eccles, who has also been improved over the last it was whose plays also improved over the last couple of weeks had that pick six against Miami a couple of weeks ago had an interception against the against the Buccaneers one thing we obviously have to talk about that's Antonio Brown Antonio Brown had that really bizarre just that really bizarre circumstance in the third middle of the third quarter he claims his ankle was hurt and he didn't want to go back in because he was concerned about his ankle given that the, the Buccaneers like the Jets, like the Jets offense, the, the Buccaneers have very thin at wide receiver right now, as evidenced by the receiving yards. Rob Gronkowski had seven receptions for 115 yards. And like like the Jets locker room and the wide receiver room is very thin right now. And he was concerned about his ankle, which had been bothering him for a couple weeks. So he decided to take off his pads 
and walked down the sideline and his team is the coach I, I watched the replay and this the coaches or coaches or a teammate his teammates on the sideline and were very looked very very confused and you see him take his take his shoulder pads off take his undershirt off and his gloves off throws them into the crowd flashes deuces on the way to the locker room and at the end of the game, Bruce Arians says to the reporters, he says, Antonio Brown is no longer a member of the, he's no longer a buck. He's no longer a buccaneer. So whether this is the end of Antonio Brown, in the NFL, we don't really, we really don't know. I'm not sure what's going on in his life that he, you know, given his history of outbursts, uh, both on, uh, in, on and off the field, I don't know if he's going to be, we don't know if he's going to be in the NFL anymore. I think a lot of teams saw what he did yesterday and they said, nope, we don't want any part of that. So I think this is the end of Antonio Brown. But getting back to the Jets on that fourth down and two from Timba Bay seven, they go for it. They do a quarterback sneak. There was a lot. Of, Robert Sala explained during the press conference that there was a lot of miscommunication between the coaches and Wilson. And he says, I put the blame on myself. And you know, going back to what I said before about the the panel on SNY being very, very rough on Wilson, where they have been rough on him the whole season. Salah actually reiterated this afternoon's during this afternoon's presser that, yeah, it's, it was his fault. It was his fault for not uh, getting communicate good communication between the coaches and the um, and Wilson. Uh, personally, I, I I was confused by the call uh, watching it on Red Zone. I think they could have done a reverse sweep or a jet sweep or maybe a bootleg. Wilson had been has been running the ball pretty well the last couple of weeks. Uh, didn't do so he didn't do so much against the Buccaneers, uh, but I think they could have utilized him in a much better role. He could have done a bootleg, uh, a play action bootleg. I could have done a play action pass and found a tight end and try to find a tight end in the end zone or, or, or a, uh, or Connor McDermott again. <laughs> so next week against the bills, it's the last game of the season. Mercifully <laughs> sweet, merciful end of the year for the jets. They are looking to, they've been in, much improved since that, since that clunker against new Orleans a few weeks back. Zach Wilson's very improved. The defense has been improved. I'm just looking for a good end of the season. Hopefully it's not a repeat of what happened on November 7th against the Bills at MetLife Stadium where the Bills absolutely just annihilated him. Annihilated the Jets. But the Jets didn't have Zach Wilson in the lineup. He was hurt. The Bills are going to see a different team than they did in week in in, uh, in, in uh, then on November 7th. So... I think the Jets are looking to play spoiler against the Bills. The Bills are looking for their second consecutive AFC East title. And it's going to be, I, th- I think the Bills are in for a fight. I think the Jets are going to give the Bills a big fight. It's going to be a cold, windy day at Rich Stadium. I'm sorry, not Rich Stadium. Highmark, St- Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield Stadium. <laughs> so I, f- I forgot to change the name. Let's see what happens on Sunday. And I'm going to have a lot to talk about. Maybe I'll do a, a Jets panel with uh, some guys, some friends I know. Uh, Trav, uh, I believe it was uh, Trav from the uh, Trav and Rig, 
Rigney podcast. He's a big fan. I'll bring back my buddy Dan from the uh, my days at the downtown Jets. So we'll talk. We'll do a Jets roundtable for no credentials required. Moving on to the New Jersey Devils, who resume play on Wednesday night as they took on the Buffalo Sabers and the New Jersey Devils went up winning four three. Devils come back after three postponed games as their as the NHL paused the season for 10 days and I think it did it did them a world of good because ever since they came back they've won three games in a row and they're currently tied with Columbus for sixth place in the, in the Metropolitan Division they have two less wins than Columbus but they're matched in points with 31 points they're still 10 behind the Pittsburgh Penguins so they have a lot of catching up to do both with uh with both with their play and with their and uh, with making up games. So let's go back to Tuesday, or, or excuse me, um, let's go back to Wednesday. And Devils beat the visit and beat the Buffalo Sabres 4-3. to three. Jack Hughes with one goal and two assists, as did Jesper Bratt. Jack Hughes scored the game-winning goal with at 428, mark of the third period, to get them up 3-2. to two. Igor Sharangovich scored two minutes and 22 seconds later. Uh, Ethan Prow with his first NHL goal made it a game for the Sabres at 4-3, but uh, Mackenzie Blackwood made two more saves with, with, with less than five minutes left to go in the game, and the Devils held suit against the Sabres. Now, let's go to Friday's game against the Oilers, and I was actually at that game. I was at that game against the Oilers my first time to the Prudential Center. I took my nephew who we usually go to sports. We usually go to a bunch of sports, ma- sports games. Uh, we've been to Yankee stadium. We've been to Red Bull arena. Uh, we've been to minor league hockey games. That was our tradition for, for many, many years since he was five years old. <laughs> uh, I took him to new day. I took him to games, hockey games on new year's Eve or new year's day uh, to our local minor league teams. Uh, obviously last year with the Adirondack thunder, not having a season, we missed out on that opportunity. So I figured, you know what? We'll bring it back. We'll make it big. And we did. We went to New Jersey. With a, uh, we also took a buddy of mine who's a Edmonton Oilers fan for some reason. I never really got into the, <laughs> I really never got into the etymology of why my buddy likes the Edmonton Oilers. But this was a fun game. This is a fun experience that so we got seats in section 208, which is uh, in one of the upper deck corners of the Prudential Center. And it was an enjoyable experience. I, I had I had fun. It was a, a, a trip, down, a little bit of a trip down with the with me with us driving from Saratoga and Albany, New York to Newark, uh, about two about two and a half hour drive. Got our parking, a couple blocks from the arena, about a block or two from the arena, and we go down, get our seats, you know, take a have a bite to eat first. Concessions were okay. Um, they did have. Welsh Farms ice cream, which I used to have when I was a kid. My, my parents, my grandparents would take us to what was what used to be called the Old Barn Milk Bar, which is in uh, Wayne, New Jersey, which was in Wayne, New Jersey. It, it's been closed for quite a while, unfortunately. But uh, they had Welsh Farms ice cream, and I brought back some memories of growing up in New Jersey. But but here's here's the game. Five goals scored in the first period. Jack Hughes got things going with a, with a power play goal. Carmick David, he responded a minute and 10 seconds later. 
Nico Heischer, he scores 17 seconds later. <laughs> and Kyle Yamamoto scores at the six-minute mark. Four goals scored in the first six minutes of the game. It was just crazy. And I said to my buddy, who is an Oilers fan, I said, this is going to be like one of those 6-5 games. or many games where it went up like 5-4 or 6-5. And Dawson Mercer scores at 11-10. Uh, to put the Devils up 3-2 three, three, in the first. Five goals overall in the first. Car McDavid scored in the second period. This is the only goal which led up to a very wild third period with Yanni Kuokinen scoring on a one-timer to put the Devils up 4-3. Devin Shore responded only a minute and 52 seconds later. <laughs> and then another minute and... 12 seconds later, Kali Yamamoto scored his second of the game on a very controversial call. Uh, the Devils were, had a delayed penalty. And there was a delayed penalty on uh, on a New Jersey Devil, and the Devils tried to control the puck. It was touched by, it was, the puck was touched by Dougie Hamilton. No whistle. Then the puck was touched by Jack Hughes. No whistle. So Yamamoto went up scoring. And it was reviewed for a very, very, very long time. But eventually the referees came back and said, because the devils didn't control the puck, although the language, the verbiage to that was very strange, but the goal counted. Kyle Yamamoto puts up the, puts up the Oilers five, four. Then with 32 seconds left, Sharon Govich scored his sixth of the season. Devils tied it up at five, and then we go to overtime. Jack Hughes gets the game winner with a with a wicked wrister that gets right that it gets it squeaks by Mike Smith. So the Devils wind up winning six to five. Jack Hughes, two goals, one assist. He earned the first star with that game winning goal. Connor McDavid, two goals, and Dawson Mercer, one goal, one assist. Then we go to Sunday, and the Devils are playing in Washington. They're playing the Capitals and Devils start the scoring in Washington. Igor Sharangovich scores another goal. Three goals in three games for him. With assist by Jack Hughes, of course. He continues his point streak. Damon Severson scored, scored the second goal for the Devils. And John Carlson, he responded for the, for the Capitals. Score was 2-1 after the first intermission. After the first period. Nico Heischer scored 22 seconds into the second. And... The Devils, who have had bad second periods throughout the entire season, had a pretty solid season. Had a pretty solid second goal, second second period, uh, limiting chances for the for the Capitals. They do pretty well, but then the third period comes around. Nick Dowd scores on a very tricky play. Connor Sheary ties the game at the sixteen thirteen mark on a really bad giveaway by by uh, by. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, where he basically held the puck and he tried to shovel it off to a defenseman, but winds up going right to uh, Lars Eller, who passes it to Sheary, and Sheary puts it in the empty net for the goal. Go to overtime, type of three, and Nico Heeshear scores a second in the game, assisted by Jack Hughes. Devils win four to three. That's three games in a row, folks. We're going streaking right now. So if you're a Devils fan like me, you are very happy that the Devils have scored three, have scored three wins in a row, two in overtime, uh, off one goal games, and Jack Hughes's efforts scored him 
the second star of the week with the NHL. Uh, uh, this uh, Today, as I record on Monday, and for the week ending January 2nd, Jack Hughes was named the second star. The first star was Jordan Kiru from the St. Louis Blues, who recorded seven points in two games. And he also had two goals and two assists in the Winter Classic. But Hughes had three goals and five three goals, five assists in three in three games, all multi-point performances. Again, he had three points against the Sabres, one goal, two assists, two goals, one assist, two goals, one assist against Edmonton, and then had the two the two uh the two assists against Washington, one of them which was the game winning. And that includes two game-winning goals. So Jack Hughes and you're earning himself second star of the week for week ending of of the uh, January second. So congratulations to Jack. Gets himself a second star for the week, and we're looking forward to seeing. Uh, uh, as a Jet, as a New Jersey Devils fan, this is the kind of hope you had when he was drafted first overall back in 2019. Struggled in his rookie out his rookie year. Uh, had 31 points last year and, and and had some injury issues this year. Again, injured for 17 games. But and you're looking to see, looking to see, and he had he started great start to the year. Two goals against Chicago, had an assist in, in against the uh, Seattle Kraken. Then he got hurt, but he returns. Kind of struggled for the first couple of games. He got back, but has been on fire the last three games and. And, and on the onset, I predicted that he would have a, at least 60 points. Right now, he's not quite on that pace. But in 16 games, he has 16 points uh, with eight goals and eight assists. So he's got a ways to go before he gets his uh, his 60 that I predicted. He, he's going to need at least he's going to need 44 points uh, from here through the end of the season. But I think he could do it. He got he plays on a line with Jesper with uh, Jesper Bat and Yegor Shorengovich, and that line has been clicking uh, lately. So, looking forward to seeing what he can do for the rest of the season. We're gonna go to our muddy five one eight sports beat, but before I do that, I just want to let you know about one of my friends at Belly Up Sports, and that is Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no BS and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium veteran-owned coffee company proudly serving only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim only to serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee being sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit the affiliate link that's pinned to the top of our Twitter profile, which is at BellyUpNCR. You can also prom- enter promo code BellyUp at checkout and you receive 15% off your order. So that's one way that you can support the show. All right, so let's go to the Mighty 518 news beat. It's going to be short and sweet as the Firewolves did not pl- have not played since... Uh, since their home debut on December 18th. I'm going to be at the game coming up this Saturday against the uh, against the Saskatchewan Rush. That game's at 7 o'clock. Tickets are always available. It's military appreciation night, so I'm looking forward to going to a live game, checking it out, doing some coverage, taking some photos. Maybe we'll try to get an interview to put on this 
podcast. So let's talk about the Adirondack Thunder for a moment. Adirondack Thunder resuming play, and they came out of the gate on Sunday the 26th against the Worcester Railers. 5 nothing went shutout win for the Adirondack Thunder. That brought their winning streak to six games. But on Wednesday, they traveled to Reading, Pennsylvania, faced the Reading Royals, fell behind 5-3, rallied, tried to make a game of it. Unfortunately, they fell 5-4, so their first loss in seven games. Friday night, they took on the Newfoundland Growlers, which is the division leader, and they had on New Year's Eve, had an overtime win, earned, a, earned an extra point in overtime, get the 4-3 th- the win. They traveled to Maine the next night, Wound up uh, uh, getting in another tie, going to overtime, and unfortunately, Maine scored in the first couple seconds of overtime to win that game, three to two. But Adirondack earns a point, so they have a point. They have at least one point in their last nine games. So, so it's it's good. It's good that they're they're getting back on track. Unfortunately, their game on Sunday, which takes place on Sunday against Maine in a home and home. That game was postponed due to uh, the old health and health and safety guidelines. Unfortunately, it looks like somebody on one of the teams uh, uh, tested positive for COVID. And with these really weird league rules, if one or more player tests positive, they have to postpone the game. So strange situation. But let's go to the standings right now in the North Division of the ECHL. This is where the Adirondack Thunder currently play. They currently sit in third place with 26 points, 12 wins, nine losses, two overtime losses in 23 games. Uh, so they currently own the advantage over the main Mariners in the in the North Division standings. They currently sit three points behind the Trois Rivières Lions, who they are set to play, who had who have uh, rescheduled their game with the Adirondack Thunder and the Newfoundland. They sit in first place at 15-5. With 15 and five with two overtime losses, 32 points in 22 games. This week, the Thunder are scheduled to play the main Mariners three games and three games and three nights. Actually, three afternoons. So I should I should say they have a seven o'clock game at the Cool Insuring Arena on Friday night, the seventh. Then they're at Maine on the eighth and the ninth. Um, they traveled to Portland to take on the main Mariners. Six o'clock start on Friday on Saturday, excuse me, and a three o'clock start on Sunday. So hopefully no postponements of any of those games because they don't play again. They don't play they only play one game next week. They play at Reading on Wednesday, the twelfth. And then they have a long layoff. They don't play again until Friday the twenty first, where they play Reading at home. Then they're at Worcester for two games in a row. And they finally pick things up against the Trois Riviera Lions on Thursday, the 27th. They host the Lions. Then they host the Reading Royals the next night. And they're back again against the Lions on the 29th. So that wraps up the rest of the month for the Adirondack Thunder. So we're looking forward to hopefully, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing them in a game in the next couple weeks. Maybe I'll head up to a game, try to cover the game on the 21st where they play Reading. Um, we're going to try to have Evan Pivnik, who is the voice of the Adirondack Thunder, on again. Uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to interview him in the next couple of weeks. But in the meantime, check out, go check out the Thunder, check out a game, or check out the uh, 
uh, or you can check out the uh, the games online too. So go ahead and check them out. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of No Credentials Required, the drop-in where we talk about the sports that I cover, the teams that I cover for Belly Up Sports, and do some local stuff as well. I want to remind you of another way to support the show. And let's go to our bonfire store. We've got apparel there. Uh, we've got some fundraiser stuff to uh, raise funds for a charity called No Shave November. Uh, and we've got apparel for, uh, for, for men's, for ladies, hoodies, anything you can think of in regards to the regards to apparel. The way to support the show is to buy, buy a shirt. Buy a shirt. Do a guy a favor and buy a shirt. Go to bonfire.com. Do a search for no credentials required, and all of our apparel is right there in front of you. So buy a shirt. Support the show. And before I sign off, just want to remind you again to go to our social media channels on Instagram and Twitter. Look for BellyUpNCR, Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR, and on YouTube, search no credentials required. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notifications button again. Reforming the reformatting that particular side of things with YouTube. Going to do some 10, 15 minute breakdown videos of of different topics, random topics, whether it be sports or pop culture. It'll be fun. Check it out. We got some big things ahead in store ahead, both with Belly Up Sports and with Godzilla Godzilla Media coming up in twenty twenty two. Again, that's going to do it for No Credentials Required. I've been your host, Ryan McCarthy, and thanks for joining me on No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. See you soon. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.